Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Grace, peace, and joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. As we were preparing for our rafting trip before we left, Mary Ellen was a little bit concerned about the food that we would have. Would it be enough? And I have to say, she actually fretted less than she normally would for this trip. But surprise, surprise, we got there, we made our pancakes, and you know what? There was more than enough. There's always more than enough. In fact, we brought so much food back, it was like those 12 basket full. I think they're going to have enough food for their next lock-in without having to buy any more just from the leftovers from this trip we just took. Will there be enough? It's a question that we are all constantly asking ourselves, asking each other. It's something that, that keeps us up at night at times in our lives. It's something that's wired into us biologically. That survival instinct we have makes us always raise that question in our minds and in the world, is there enough? Will there be enough? And from the very beginning of Scripture, God is showing us how God continually provides for us. And this benevolence of God weaves its way throughout the whole of the Bible in times of famine like we hear about in a lesson that we read at our first service today, the times like the people were in the wilderness, and the manna from heaven then becomes this primary example as Moses is out in the the wilderness with the people wandering the desert towards the promised land. They come out of this scarcity mindset in, in Egypt as they are enslaved. And they're now they're out in the wilderness, and they said, at least in Egypt we had something to eat They begin to grumble, and God begins this resetting of their minds to help them begin to think about life in a different way with the God who provides for them, manna every day from heaven. Jesus eventually teaches us that prayer, give us this day our daily bread, which echoes of that manna in the wilderness, the manna that doesn't last forever, that lasts for a day, that daily bread. There is enough. There's always more than enough. God provides with abundance. Our issues in this world are never because there's not enough resources to go around. The issue is always the distribution of resources. Give us today our daily bread. We don't need a lifetime of bread today, not even 30 days worth of bread, a year, a month, one week. Give us today our daily bread. And grant us faith to trust trust in your provision of bread for eternity. The insight into the Lord's Prayer that plays out again and again in Jesus' ministry is one that I'm challenged by every day in my own life. I know that God will provide. I've experienced this ethic of abundance over and over again, but there's hardly a day that goes by where I don't get caught up in worries about my finances for tomorrow. 
There's hardly a day that goes by where my own personal wants and desires for more don't get in the way of me releasing personal resources so that others can have what they truly need. Our culture feeds the fire of these worries of scarcity as we fret about our global economy and yet another downturn always right around the corner. It's a huge challenge for us. And I think it's central to our lesson that we're called to learn from the gospel for today. The temptation in this story is to simply see it as another Superman Jesus moment. Out of nothing, Jesus makes a miracle happen. Jesus uses his superpowers to turn meager gifts into a multitude of gifts. Cool trick, Jesus. Thanks for supper. And that's how the story ends. I think Jesus is up to more here than just this. And I have to tell you, this interpretation of this story has become my predominant lens for looking at our work in the church and fostering a culture of abundance here in this community. I think it opens wide the door for us to think about our own trust in God's provision of manna and our ability then to make a huge impact by sharing more of what we have. So the loaves and the fishes. As I said before, on the one hand, we can hear this as a story to see Jesus as the superhero or Merlin the magician who magically takes five loaves of bread and two fish and with a hocus-pocus and a puff of smoke magically turns it into 5,000 loaves, 2,000 fish. But on the other hand, we can also hear the story and struggle with the question in Jesus' presence how his blessing of 5,000 people how in his presence those 5,000 people could be satisfied with a meal of five loaves of bread and two fish. In this story about a miraculous transformation of bread and fish, is it simply that or is it a story of a miraculous transformation of the hearts and minds of those who have gathered together there in the presence of Jesus as they begin to see the world and their own humanity in a new way? And this is where the real challenge begins for me and trust that it will be there for you as well because with a superhero Jesus tucked away in our pocket, we can engage our consumption culture that has settled here upon us. Work and pray hard enough and Jesus will reward you with every good gift. You can rejoice in your good fortune and seek more and more fortune because God will continue to magically create more and more prosperity for our world. But a more human Jesus guiding us, with that more human Jesus guiding us, we face different questions. We must face the question of where we experience the fullness of life. Are we trying to experience the fullness of life by accumulating more and more things in this world? Or is Jesus leading us to something even greater? Take yourself to that lake shore once again. Jesus gets these five loaves, these two fish, and he then presents them to the crowd. Now, if the first five people decide to eat a whole loaf and fill themselves, then no one else gets anything. But instead, Jesus' presence stirs something up in those people that sharing suddenly becomes more fulfilling than any bread or fish possibly could be. And I like to think about this story, these people that have gone out to a remote, remote area, 
then in all likelihood, there probably was a bit more food there. But you know what? It was this kid, this child who, like so often, we see the generosity of children that just overwhelms us. Here, this child gives everything he has. And as that bread and that fish started to be passed around, well, guess what? Those people who said, we don't have anything. No, no, there's no food here with us. Well, they began to get caught up in this sharing culture that emerges, this culture of abundance, realizing that as Jesus calls them into something more, they see what a gift it is to be able to share whatever they have, and they realize that there was always more than enough there for them from the very beginning, so much so that there are 12 baskets full left over at the end. And I also love the detail that it's, it's not, not a, a wasteful thing where it's just this simple miracle, right? Jesus says, collect it all, because these are gifts that we can continue to share among us and with the world. Everyone is filled. There's still plenty left over. Jesus was always leading us towards a fuller understanding and experience of life. And Jesus sees the world and its insatiable appetite to accumulate wealth and possessions, and he could see over and over again how this pursuit left the accumulators unfulfilled and many others desperate and hungry. Jesus came into a world, into a system of relationships that was out of balance, far from the harmony that God intends for God's creation. And with bread, then, as a metaphor for what fills us, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. With that simple analogy, Jesus invites us into the great banquet of life in the kingdom of God, the great feast where it doesn't take magic to fill us up, instead simply the realization that in giving we are fed, and that in receiving the bread of life, we in turn become bread for the life of the world. This drives us to the very heart of why it is that we gather here. We come with various motivations. Some of us just always come. It's been a deep part of our being as long as we can remember. Some of us come because we've recognized something specific in our lives that we know is missing. Some of us come just because we know that we're hungry. But the thing that we all share at some of the deepest level, is that hunger. We all know at the deepest level of our lives that nothing in this world can really fill us. And so we come to the banquet of the host who once blessed loaves and fishes. We don't come looking for magic, but we do come knowing that we will be filled. We'll be filled with the good news of the God who first loved us will be filled with the wholeness of a community shaped and nurtured by the love of Christ. And we will ultimately be filled by being sent in the world to become bread ourselves for the sake of the world. We come to be filled with the life of Christ. So we come today and every day to the table with these words of Paul to the Ephesians echoing in our ears, this I pray, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through the Holy Spirit. 
and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And so we listen, we come, we eat, and we see the goodness of God. And we experience the fullness only our life in Christ can provide. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.